Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. I think I'm better. Well, welcome to our Q&A. Really glad that you've joined us this morning. Uh, it's a great opportunity for you to, having heard uh, what was just shared from Isaiah 40 by our guest speaker, Brad Bigney, to interact with Brad, whether you have a question regarding something that was in the text or a question that you might have of a follow-up from something that he shared. So uh, the numbers on the screen, uh, we always say, and I want to remind you that if you have a question uh, kind of uh, kicking around in your own head, that's probably a question that's kicking around in somebody else's head. Head as well. And so they they will actually appreciate that you take the initiative to send it in. So um, let me just jump in, Brad, with this. You talked about um, life is filled with shattering experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's happening right now, wait a while, yeah. it will. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes it's like super, super shattering. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, I don't know if word got to you or not, but we got uh, word on Friday that one of our members mm. got the call that both of her parents had been mm-hmm. killed in an auto accident that yeah. morning. So, I mean, that's the shattering of right. all shattering in some sense. Right. Uh, and the need uh, to be in the scriptures mm-hmm. to deal with those. So, uh, first question here. You talked about Isaiah as one of the key big God chapters to mm-hmm. go to in, in times. Uh, from your own personal experience outside of Isaiah 40, yeah. any other places that you have learned you personally uh, want to go to go when I need perspective yeah. in times of hard and pain and shattering, where yeah. else do you go in yeah. the scriptures? Well, since you mentioned the the tragic accident, I think I feel more compelled to say, uh, in that immediate moment, I'm not necessarily pointing people to an Isaiah 40 or Revelation. You know, I think sure. Rev- there's some great worship scenes in Revelation, but I always say the time to get prepared for shattering circumstances is prior to it. Right. So what I did today was like get this in place. Right. When it happens. I'm actually super grateful for psalms of lamentation. Okay. I would never rush to someone's side at the hospital right. and start reading them Isaiah right. 40. I would never start quoting Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work. To, those are truths that you need to get pinned in your life mm-hmm. and be standing on prior to when you're in it. Oh, that's why the psalmist gives us voice right to sorrow. Right. And there's 53 of the 150 Psalms that literally say sometimes what you're thinking. Right. I know he's good. I know he's sovereign. This makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, where are you? Why would this happen? It looks like the wicked people have it better than us. Yeah. Those are the thoughts that spin even in a good Christian's heart and head that has sound theology because we're human and right. we're weak. So I'm grateful that God's given us more than just, oh, here's a big God, make sure you, mm-hmm. yeah, do. But he knows that we're but dust. All right. And, and well, the book of Job's another example where you see God gives him permission to just kind of be messy. It's yeah. messy. Mm-hmm. He says right things on some days, and other times he says something, you're like, ooh, be careful, Job. That's, you're really, ha. <laughs> huh. And then yeah. at the end of the book, God clearly declares, 
Job got it right. right. You friends got it wrong. You better ask him to pray for you. I'm grateful for that. So, um, first of all, uh, what Brad talked about, maybe you're not familiar with that expression, a song of lament. Uh, Google Psalms of lament, and it'll give you the Psalms, which uh, are the just the psalmist pouring his heart out in terms of where are you in the midst of this. Yeah. Uh, we, our, our high school guy, if you want to look at our sermon archive, did Psalm 13, a song of lament, just back in November 20th, leading up to Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. uh, out of his own story. It might be a, a great place. So um, in those, what you just talked about, are we allowed to say things to God? Yeah. Uh, talk to us a little bit uh, from your own experience. What's out of bounds in terms of when we're frustrated, impatient, maybe, are we allowed to say angry with God? Yeah. The distinction that I try to make, and I don't necessarily have a Bible verse for it, (laughs) but I have observation. So I try to observe what I see in the scripture and, and pull it all together with a conclusion. And I believe the out of bounds is talking bad about God to other people. Hmm. Notice a psalm of lament is you're going directly to God with your complaint and saying, oh, God, what is going on? And he invites us through psalms of lament. There's 53 of the 150 psalms are in a minor key. Hmm. And even the darkest one, uh, similar to your high school guy, one summer I did a series on the psalms of lamentation, and I grabbed the darkest one. All of them except Psalm 88 just is raw. And then there's a turning point, right? like Psalm 73 is one of those. And there's this turning point. But when I came into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. Oh, God. Psalm 88 doesn't even have that. I mean, it literally ends, darkness is my closest friend. Like, oh, wow. And so that's the distinction that I make that, because we do want to be careful. The book of Numbers shows us the ground opened up and swallowed just complainers. Right. So you don't want to affirm complaining. And even in Philippians, it says that we'll be known as as his people of light, that we're not grumbling. There's, a, there, I mean, our, we have a culture of grumbling and complaining, and the human heart is prone to it. That shouldn't be our characteristic. So I make a distinction with complaining and lamenting. Lamenting is to God in prayer, not holding back because he sees your heart anyway, mm-hmm. and you can be raw and real in the presence of God. God can take it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, to your point, I think you're poking a little bit. I'm going to be concerned. Like I have a lady whose husband just dropped dead. They were trimming bushes. She rounds the corner. He's such a silly guy. I've known them forever, and he is. She thinks he's playing, and oh. she's like, Bob, get up. He's dead. Oh, my goodness. Similar to your situation with yeah. your church family. That rocked her. So, you know, I don't know what it was. Eight months later, she's in the second row by herself. It used to be her and Bob. And she grabs me at the end of the service and I could tell she felt bad. She's like, Brad, she has good theology. She's like, I I feel bad, but I'm having all these hard thoughts towards God and I'm struggling to, ah. I said, Sue, I gave her five Psalms of Lamentation. I said, I want you to make these yours this week. Pray them out loud. Rewrite them in your own words. Now, Five years from now, if that's still where she is, mm. I might take a different approach. So it's not like I send someone to the Psalms of Lamentation to say, right. live there forever. Right. But for a time, sure. they're just what we need. 
Well, I, I recall what you you said. We tend to think about the love of God and mountaintop, uh, perfect winds of grace. I think winds of blessing in our sail. Mm-hmm. You said, and we think about the love of God in that moment. But yeah. sometimes the the love of God is most sweet, most tender in the darkest, yeah. Yeah. most painful hours that He meets us. There. That's right. So I do think that there is. Uh, some freedom there to go. You can take a heavy, sorrowing, bleeding heart to the Lord. We don't have to get ourselves together right. before we can then. It's That's like right. we, it's the throne of grace to help us in our time That's of right. need, not to get ourselves together to, right. to then go to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, let me turn it. And uh, if you want to pass here, you can, but I'm going to make it a little more personal for you since okay. we're friends. Um, you you referenced it Thursday night. You hit a point with your wife, Vicki, where seemingly fine and all of a sudden then couldn't walk. Oh, yeah. Her health. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a shattering yes. circumstances. And, and yes. you were able to, Thursday night, talk about it in a perspective of she couldn't walk and now she can. Mm-hmm. But there was a time yeah. where um, you didn't know if she ever would. That's right. Yeah. And, and so sometimes it's it's hardest when it's us, and it's sometimes it's hardest mm-hmm. when it's someone we love, and, yeah. and we want to help them. There's nothing we yeah. can do. Yeah. So would you be willing to, in that very personal way, go... Mm-hmm. Okay, there was the moment you heard. Yeah. You had your own maybe lament. Yeah. Your own pouring out, Your maybe your own dark times of mm-hmm. doubt. Kind of take us on your own personal journey yeah. of theology yeah. and, and how you walked that with the Lord from the moment right. through that whole process. Yeah. No, I don't mind talking about it. Uh, I, by God's grace... As I think about it, Doug, I had done what I just referenced earlier. I had I had studied God's word enough that I knew He's sovereign. I knew He's good. I had, but I'll tell you, and and it's probably similar to what happened to the the person in your church who lost her parents immediately. Both in those times that are most shattering, you can hardly think, hmm. you can hardly breathe. I was just, you know. Hmm. She called me five minutes before I was, I'm in Montana. I'm at a conference. I mean, this just came upon her, you know? I wouldn't have left town. Right. And uh, I, I mm. could hardly even process it. I'm sure that's how your family feels. Like, right. you can't hardly even process what you're being told. And she's weeping. She's saying she's on the way to the hospital. Our oldest daughter's taking her. And she can't walk. She can't move. She's lost all control of her body. She's terrified. I'm struck with terror and fear. And uh, somehow, I just said, God, you got to help me. And thankfully, I'm a guy. I think guys can categorize things. I just pushed it into a little box, and I went and taught. For, so I didn't want to say to my host, I can't even teach this next hour. But praise God, at the end of that hour, I had a break. And I went out behind the church building and sat down in a chair, and I just said, oh, God, you've got to help us. And my mind was just swirling. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but, but by God's grace, you know, when you have theology in place, I hope by God's spirit, he'll just grab a few pieces of it and pin it to you in that moment. And I just had this settling. The, the next thought that I had is, 
he's with us in it. I tried to bring that out in the Isaiah 40 message today. There's something comfort about, you know, we tend to think, I got to know where this is going. Actually, I think the biggest thing I needed to know is, is he in it with us? Things that happen to you and he's outside of it, which none of that ever is true, but that's how we feel. When you're left still thinking, this couldn't have happened if he's with me. He must have abandoned me. It's horrific. Mm. And that's where my heart goes out to people who have poor theology. Right. They haven't been taught well. So his spirit, by his grace, pinned truth that I was convinced of from mm. Scripture because I've read the Bible all of it over and over mm. and over. He's with us in it. And then there was this second thought real quick. Because, you know, of course, you're thinking— what if, what if, what, what does this look like moving forward? You know, your mind spins. Can I do ministry? What, what, what will our lives look like? And uh, the second thought I had by his spirit, I just sat with my hands tilted up. I could hardly even think or pray, is Brad. You've been at the church. I don't know. It was over 20 years at that time. You've preached three marriage sermon series. This will be your opportunity to put on display how a husband loves his wife. Mm. And you know, actually, that excited me. I didn't know whether she would walk again or not, but just he's with me right. and he's going to use it. Now, here's what's interesting, Doug. Since you asked, I don't go around saying this, but I don't mind sharing this. I love to read my Bible every morning with good coffee. If the weather's nice, Cincinnati, it's not always. But this was July, so it had been. I'm sitting on my patio. I've got flowers. I've got my favorite birdhouse. I'm just loving the outdoors, Bible, coffee, creation. And whatever I was reading that day, again, if you read your Bible, all of it, there's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of calamity to God's people. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, here it is again. I can't remember where I was, but it was not good. And I said "It's been to myself, it's been a while since we've really suffered. Mm -hmm. We had prodigal kid situations. I had a health issue that lasted eight years that I thought was just going to, I was going to go insane. But it had been a while. You know, normal church struggles, but I mean, calamitous. I can't go on. And at first I tensed up, you know, and I just thought, oh, oh, what? Oh. And and the next thought was like, but he's good and he'll use it. Hmm. He's he's been faithful. Nothing can come into my life that doesn't come through his hands first. That was like two weeks prior to Vicky's diagnosis going to the hospital. I feel like, I'm not saying I have a verse that says he'll always get you ready, but he was teeing it up. He was, Mm -hmm. so I made that connection as I was sitting behind the church in Montana and I was like, all right, Lord, here we go. And I, you know, obviously tried to get flights home and, but, you know, it could have been that she, most of the people that we meet that have this same condition is so rare, Mm -hmm. transverse myelitis, never walk again. Mm. I meet them and they're in a wheelchair. And so we're just super grateful in the, in the kindness of the Lord, and I believe it is God, uh, at the hospital in Cincinnati. Of course, they didn't know what it was because it's odd. And uh, a nurse said, you know what? We got a neurologist, Dr. Dalton. She's the best. And she's, she just got off. She's in the parking lot. But I'm going to call her, see if she'll come back. And she came back. And she immediately said, this is transverse myelitis. If they don't diagnose it within quickly... Usually people languish for two weeks. You'll never walk again. So in his kindness, she walks. And so we're super grateful. But to your point, I was ready, whatever this Mm -hmm. looked like, of uh, he's with us in it. If wheelchairs are in our future, and and, right, we have no guarantee it still isn't. Right. You know, something could happen to me. She could could get worse. 
Uh, but there's what I got on that. Yeah. No, thanks. I appreciate you sharing uh, personal because, you know, the shattering circumstances change person to person, life to life, family to family. But certainly everybody that's listening mm. has experienced it. And sometimes it's health. Sometimes it's financial. Sometimes it's relational. Mm -hmm. You know, I, my heart always breaks for folks who go, you know, when we started our family, this is not what we had anticipated. Right. When right. I married this person, this is not what I had in mind. Right. And it hasn't been necessarily their situation. It's mm -hmm. been outside of their quote unquote control. Yeah. And um, your, I'm sure our listeners have heard it, your overwhelming plea is be in the scriptures beforehand. Yes. I don't know if you've uh, ever read the article, Robertson, uh, since we went to school together, yeah. the, we had the same president at the time, obviously, Robertson McQuilkin. He wrote an article for Christianity Today in uh, biblical counseling. He didn't call it biblical counseling, mm -hmm. but he talked about uh, good theology mm. protects us mm. in these moments and it rehabilitates us yeah. in these moments. And yeah. his point is very much so. What we think about God, it makes all the difference in how we respond and react That's right. in those moments. So uh, I'd say to our listening audience, if if you re would reach out to me uh, at the chapel, I'd be happy to send you a copy of that article. It's something I've read at least a dozen wow. times yeah. because classic McQuilkin, you knew him. Mm -hmm. He had the an, a fantastic ability to take theology yeah. and just th synthesize yeah. it in really clear uh, and practical ways. Because it makes me think, Doug, when you said that uh, A.W. Tozer, we all think about, wow, Knowledge of the holy, attributes right. of God. Those things cannot be just in a category unto him. He's the same guy that said, what you think about God is the most, most important. important thing about you. Yes. These two things hugely, right. your theology of God fuels and feeds sure. how you live right now. It's, it's huge. Straight to the life of Jesus. In the garden, yeah, with the greatest shattering moment in human history to take yeah. place, him taking yeah. the cup of wrath yep. upon himself and going, mm. if possible, take it away, but That's not right. my will, but your will That's be done. Right. All right, um, another thought in, in that line. Hard not to import all the concerns that tomorrow might bring. Mm -hmm. uh, with those shattering circles. It, it's the, the here and the now, but the, yeah. wow, what am I going to do That's when right. I can barely walk and she can't walk? That's right. And who's going to take care of yeah. Any thoughts in terms of worry about tomorrow? Oh, my tomorrow? goodness, yes. I'm, I'm as human as anybody else. So <laughs> with five kids and a large yeah. church family, and if you actually care about people, I do. I love people. I don't just love theology. Yeah. There's a danger. You care so much, you carry it. And so it's like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And oh, Doug, I have, uh, sim similarly, I have short phrases that I just, I just, sometimes I'm so struggling that I'll just have a phrase. I just grab and I just yeah. stay it. I just say, and God's okay with that. It doesn't have to be elaborate. <laughs> and I'll give you my phrase, your 
Father knows. There have been times, it's right out of Matthew 6. So the overall chapter is a great chapter. You know, look at the birds, look at the flowers, look at, look at, look at. But I love this spot where he says, your father knows that you need these. And so sometimes when I have a, a horrible thing in the future, I rein it in. He did not design us to be able to bear the weight of today and the tomorrows. Yeah. That's what we got to realize. You are finite. He's God and you're not. So you got to hold, you yeah. know, you got to bring, I, I, speaking of McQuilkin, I, I quote him all the time to our church family. In chapel, he'd say, young people, it's so easy to swing to the extremes. Hold to the biblical tension yes. in the middle. Yes. So the Bible does not call planning a sin. Go to the ant, you sluggard, see how she, but oh man, you better be careful. That's not the same thing as just scripting out your life in concrete mm-hmm. and expecting. So make plans, but hold those plans loosely. <laughs> yeah. And when fear gets you, you need to live right here today, mm-hmm. today. And just keep saying, my father knows. Well, another phrase I grab from Piper, and I'll use it to myself all the time. I want to live by faith in future grace. Yes. I'm going to live by faith. I'll get out ahead and I'll feel myself getting worked up and I'll just say, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to live by faith in future grace. When I get there, there'll be grace for that. Right. Well, I'll give you an example practical right. since you touched on Vicky. I'm trusting God where her health is headed, headed. I'm trusting God with where my health is headed, but I'm making plans. So as it has got, hmm. she was diagnosed in 2017. We have a split level home. We have two sets of stairs. The garage is at the bottom, yeah. you arrive home, you've got to carry groceries up two steps of stairs. The laundry room's down there. You've got to carry laundry laundry up. It's getting harder and harder for her to navigate stairs. It mm. takes her forever. She literally has to grab the handrail and do one at a dime. Okay. I can trust God that he's good, but it's also not wrong to think, uh, let's make some plans while I'm 60 instead of 70. Ooh, we thought we were going to die there. We had just yeah. we just spent a lot of money knocking out wall. You know that thing that people like to do, make it open. I mean, the house was built in seventy six. Yeah. It's not a great house, but now it's gorgeous upstairs. Open kitchen, island with marble in the middle, recessed lighting. Da, 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 da. We thought we were going to die here. Well, we're not going to die there. Hmm. Uh, so it's only been five years since we did all that work, and we love it, and we love our neighbors. I love my backyard. But we are, we, we now have a design on a patio home and we're trying to buy a lot and I'm trying to move yeah. to get in a one level patio yeah. home where Vicky will just have one step up out of the garage. Yeah. So you balance, make some plans, but ooh, he says, he wraps up that whole Matthew 6 chapter, each day has enough trouble of its own. Right. You cannot bear the, the issues of today while you live in the future with your mind spinning. All right. nope. Thanks, man. Appreciate you sharing yeah. your heart. Thanks for joining us for this Q&A. I hope you'll behold your God in the midst of your shattering circumstances. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.